1: What up H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory podcast. My name is Rudy Segura and today we have no Christian in the house but Rodrigo is here. Que pasa bro?
2: What's up everyone? Uh, You know just trying to hold it down for H-Town in Ah, Dallas.
1: That's perfect. uh, But we're joined by a very special guest man. One of the newer members of the Dynamo Theory family, Billy Mears. What's up man? How's it
0: going guys? Happy to be here. Let's get to it.
1: Yeah, so Billy uh, has been uh, writing some of our, it's a breakfast links for Mondays, right? And uh, I'm sure you've seen it before. And if you haven't already, too, I suggest that you check out a very special piece that uh, uh, he wrote, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, that we can all kind of relate somehow of how much soccer means to us. Uh, I don't necessarily want Billy to talk about because it it'd be like a huge tangent that we all start talking about our own stories, but we're here. I'm happy Billy's here and Rodrigo. So we'll go ahead and kind of kick start, kick everything with the Houston Dash uh, beating Casey Current um, 2-0 on Sunday. I believe the game was on Sunday. Now I'm kind of blanking. Mother's Day and the weekend kind of just was put all together for me. Um, but, you know, the ladies did well. They were able to get that away win and now they'll be playing... This uh, coming weekend, they'll be playing on Saturday against uh, Racing Louisville. So that'll be another good match to catch. Uh, and hopefully, you know, they start off in a better way of trying to get that very desired NWSL uh, title. But guys, our bread and butter is actually uh, the Houston Dynamo. So we'll get with that. Um, sadly, we had three games of losing streak going Um, We haven't won a game in four games. Um, Dynamo ended up losing 2-0 versus taxi. I mean, DC United, basically, because, you know, the the guy scored twice. So, um, Rodrigo, we'll start with you, man. Just your thoughts on this match, this rainy match against DC, man.
2: I really don't want to get the press here, you know, talking about this and how we expected the Dynamo to do a lot better than they did you know, bringing that, like you mentioned, bringing the total of four win-less games. we kind of been here before. Um, we let it go last season for, what, 15, 16. Um, hopefully, you know, the guys can turn around real quick um, mid week, and then obviously in the weekend. That's definitely what we need to be looking forward um, to. But I, I don't know. This game was – it was interesting to me just because, you know, DC being last um, – which this wind brought them up to, you know, higher in in the table. But overall, DC looked decent and the Dynamo just looked like they couldn't get anything together. Um, I feel like it was a little bit of Dynamo being unlucky and DC actually having lots of luck on their side. Um, There was times where the Dynamo looked like, you know, give perfect through balls. I think Coco had one. Um beautiful ball play right through, and then they just could not finish it and It was just a couple things like that, hitting the crossbar, you know almost a goal line clearance, I believe they had um just different things that d c was doing all you know pretty well, and then on the other side of things, the chances that d c had ended up you know putting them away, and even Steve Clark had some really good saves. But at the same time, it's just it seemed like a I mean, a cluster monkey. Let's just put it like that <laughs> when, when the Dynamo had the ball. So I don't know. It's it's not a good thing, um, you know, and, and the best thing that I guess we got out of it is we were talking about last last week, uh, last podcast with um Christian about Seca and Dorsey and how they can fit into this lineup. I myself try to ask uh, Nagamura that question, <laughs> and he kind of shut me down real quick, um, trying to get no spoilers out. But in fact, that was the case. You know, we came out with Seka playing right back, and Dorsey moved up to the right wing with one interesting um, twist because Fafa ended up having some kind of injury, so he did not travel with the team, and Pasher ended up taking his spot. Um, which was kind of interesting Did not expect that, but it didn't work out for anyone, I guess. There's there's a, still a lot to, you know, desire here.
1: Yeah, I think we, you know, you mentioned the fact that a lot of us, especially like in our DT community, we were thinking, and it's funny because I guess, right, in the sense of like, I think everybody was going to say win. there's one draw, and I mentioned how Dustin was going to put a loss, and he did, and he got it right, so uh, we give them kudos to him, but, um, you know, seeing that they were, the you know, the last place on the table and we kind of expected the Dynamo that they've been playing better, you know, obviously you had two tough losses uh, against Dallas and against Austin um, and they looked good, but DC, like you said, I think that they had their luck on their side, I mean, if you know, being honest, that first goal, was a very good play you know one of those that you kind of practice all week and uh taxi was wide open in the you know right outside the box and he hit that not the cleanest hit for sure uh but enough to uh, make it look like it got deflected Clark didn't see it and then went in and then the other one um I believe at Ad- Lundy ended up judging that ball kind of uh, very like bad judging that ball and uh, slipping and letting Fontas get like a really clean strike on it. And with that, that's going to segue to uh, putting Billy on the spot because he was kind of asking these questions recently of you know the XG of Taxi, and I think that's a good point to bring in, man. And and anything else you want to add about uh, the match, Billy?
0: Yeah, I guess I want to start out by saying that I I feel like that was a really winnable game. Going into it, it's just one of those matchups that you look at on paper and and reality, and you just expect expect your team to do better, even playing on the road. But ultimately, that's uh, that's not the case. Um, I'd say I one of the highlights I've noticed is that we had one accurate cross completed that entire game, and uh, that's just not good enough. You know, we've got we struggle providing service from out wide, and uh, we really need to work on that with our wings and I know a lot of people have favorites, but as this process goes along, we're going to have to take a real hard look at this team and and, and give it a true evaluation as these uh, as these pieces get upgraded. And to be completely honest, what what we bring out right now isn't isn't exactly uh, what we're looking for. <clears throat> yeah,
1: no, I, I mean we definitely agree that a lot of this is still kind of like uh, you know past regime players, of course. So um, the Paulo and pad and obviously even that Ted uh, Siegel, they know that it's evaluating all the players you have and, you know, kind of see what pieces you want, which pieces you don't want. Clearly we all learned that Coco is staying, which is a good sign, right? I mean, he's been a very vital piece to this dynamo. Um, even though the results haven't been there necessarily, uh, but it's good to see, you know, one of the young, Uh, very good players in CONCACAF staying here in Houston instead of like um, going back to either Europe or elsewhere. Um, So we'll have Coco for at least two years, basically, uh, with an option of one more, I believe. So it's good to, you know, like those are the players that you want to be able to build around. Um, Of course, we know the fact that, you know, you have a Quintero that's Uh, older guy you know is he going to be here next year we don't know Um, as much as for us you look at you know the activity that he brings to the team uh, attacking wise and is there right he's the most creative guy we have but is he good enough to get us to the next step right we can't even talk about playoffs uh, because we're not even a team that it's you know really good enough right now Uh, we've gotten lucky I think that in this stretch of not winning, you know, in four games, not only getting one point and only dropping to eighth place, that's pretty incredible. Uh, You kind of want to stay around that area. And we know that, you know, Ache, you know, Hector Herrera is going to come in and and things are going to change for sure. Um, Rodrigo, though, the seca Dorsey thing, man, I think, you know, obviously – he tried it out. It didn't work out necessarily for this game because obviously you lose. But I think I like it, man. I like Seka the way he plays. Um, he just got, you know, has to build that chemistry. Uh, we know Dorsey's not the answer for that right back or uh, wing position, per se, ideally. Um, but what, what did you see, you know, especially on those two guys jumping in and, you know, kind of more in depth?
2: Yeah. So like we've mentioned before, you know, I like Seca. He brings a lot in the defensive side, something that Dorsey hadn't been doing as much, Um, you know, intercepting uh, balls, just recoveries. Um, You know, he does a lot of, um, you know, he's not afraid to go in in, like hard to a challenge in the air or anything, winning um, headers, clearing. I I think he did a little bit of everything in this game. Um, And then, you know, the good thing I like about him in the defensive side on passing is that he's not afraid to go for like a long pass, Um, you know, trying to find somebody doing like a long cross such the field kind of type of player, which, you know, I think he had maybe, I think he attempted a few, I think maybe he completed one. I'm not sure. I would have to look back at the stats, Um, but he looked pretty decent, something that we're missing, you know, trying to play out from the back through our wings and then Dorsey on the other hand. I'm sure he tried to be more free, as far as um, you know, being able to play more on the wing and not obviously worry more about um, about his defensive duties. Um, but at the same time, I think his passing was just not the best. Um, you know, we, we've mentioned here that we haven't done well on crossing. Um, Billy, will, I actually brought a pretty good stat that we were, I think, twenty seventh um, on crossing. Um, you know, trying to get any kind of crossing type. I feel like, you know, Paulo really needs to start setting things up because we have good players that can try to finish in the area. You know, Ferreira has done a pretty good job on getting behind those balls. Um, and then when Thor comes in, he's got a few headers on target uh, from crossing. But, you know, if we're only going to get one a game, then <laughs> you, you kind of have to put that in or, you know, got to find a different method of... Um, trying to score goals here but you know dorsey it's probably going to be a player that is going to be you know between or dorsey and maybe even baird that are just going to keep flipping around that position um as a right wing and then i think Seka for most of the season i think you know that that's why nagamura brought him in to fill that right back and to be the starting right back of this team
1: yeah, and I was gonna add, you know, you're mentioning a lot of that right wing, and I was gonna bounce it to uh to Billy in the sense of Tash uh, Tasher, <laughs> Tyler Tasher. Man, we keep seeing him start, obviously, um, and we, have you know, touched on the fact that I believe he's a super sub for us. Yet we see him start, and nothing really gets uh, created. So, man, what are your thoughts on 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 him specifically, Billy?
0: Uh, my thoughts are I would personally rather see him start over Baird for me if we're not going to move Dorsey up there. But um, right now we're at, you know, 2.6 accurate crosses per game. And that's good for almost dead last in the league at 27th. And like he just said, that's not nearly good enough. It's not going to cut it. And uh, we're going to have to do a better job of getting somebody in there. I think, I think Zekka, I know it takes time to integrate into the team, but. Obviously, his quality on the ball is is absolute. I mean, he played on a gold medal team. Like, he has the skill level to play on the MLS, and we just need to uh, let him run with that, I think.
1: Yeah, no, Seca is definitely very talented. He looks very comfortable with the ball as a uh, defender. But I think that's, that's common enough for Brazilian, you know, uh, wingbacks or uh, defensive backs that they just, you know, have the ability – to go up and down the field that pretty easily, um, so it's just a think It's a matter of time. I know, Rodrigo, you asked and and kind of you mentioned the fact of asking Paulo pa- Nagamura. Basically, you know what's up with Seca. It's not that he's a hundred percent. We know that he's a hundred percent fit. It's just about getting his opportunity, um, and just from the post conference uh, that you know Paulo uh, mentioned Seca. It looked like he liked what he did on the field. So I wouldn't be surprised if he will see him again and maybe that's it. You know, we won't see anybody else other than Seca beyond that, you know, outside right back position, which I'm okay with, you know, it's you need to let them to build chemistry.
0: As far as Pasha going back to that. um, I think, you know, it really can't be said any better than what Dustin um, our boss man said already is that when he starts, it looks like he would be the perfect sub and, when he comes in off the bench, you know, you kind of would wish he would start. So it's kind of he's not I don't think he's super comfortable with his role. And obviously that's going to happen when you're switching around and you don't have a set role on the team. So I can understand that. But that's, a, that's about where I am on that.
1: Well, and, and even if you take it back in the sense of like last year, right under Todd Ramos, we always saw pasture when he did start, he would play the first half very well. And then he would just disappear the second half. And then in this new regime, it seems that he's better suited to come in later in the game than he is playing to start. So it's just kind of funny the way it's worked out with Pascher currently. And I like the guy. I think he's definitely, you know, somebody that helps you build a good attack. But yeah, it's just not good enough right now to be uh, a starter, Uh, you know, currently, I guess. But who is right uh and, right. and not a lot of those guys would probably appear in teams that are doing very well. Even if you look at Seattle and they're kind of low on the table right now, that's, that's not going to be the case for, for much longer, especially after winning the champions league. Um But um Rodrigo lastly, man, I just want to touch on Steve Clark, man. Um, You know, the two goals that happened again, it looked like he maybe could have done a little bit more, especially on the first one. Um you know obviously you play that position I what what do you think was happening you think he just couldn't see the ball in the very first goal
2: <laughs> um I think a little bit of everything you know I feel like his positioning seemed fine for a cross I don't think he expected him to hit it and then I mean I would have to go back and look at the goal but I don't know if it deflected well not deflected but like hit off the ground um because he hit it with like a side
1: volley so i i saw it a million times because i seriously thought it deflected of someone at first so i went back and then it didn't it didn't even touch the ground he okay, just so it hit that a chip, i don't know how he hit that it was awful hit, but because you know it basically was a big curveball you know that's basically what happened i don't know how he hit it but it just went up and over and it, yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. it, it just
2: looked like a chip so i mean you know, goalkeeper perspective on that. I, I don't think, you know, Steve could have done much on that one. And then the second one, um, Adam, you know, missing the ball at first and then just slipping and, you know, basically in front of the six-yard box where, you know, the guy um, Fontes took the the shot. It's kind of pretty hard to stop those. But overall, you know, Steve Clark has done really well. He had really important saves as well. That kept us in the game, per se, especially, you know, coming to the second half there. Um, we couldn't capitalize our chances, so we ended up losing, obviously, to 0 But I like how he plays. You know, he's been coming out strong, um, getting the crosses when he, you know, when they're in reach for him. Um, his distribution is actually pretty good. Uh, funny thing, I thought he was left-footed because he he does a pretty good job of, you yeah. know, hitting the ball with his left and distributing. Um, and then I saw that he's actually right footed. So, I mean, that that's a good thing to have in a goalkeeper that, you yeah. know, he's two footed and usually his distribution is pretty good. And we've missed that, you know, for the, you know, Pat Onstead had a little bit here and there that he, you know, we could look back and he was not the best at playing with his feet, but he could get us out of a tough situation. And, um, and Steve Clark kind of brings that out as well that with the past goalkeepers, man, we've suffered on that. We just give them the ball away every single time or our clearance hasn't been good. Um, so I, I like what I see with him. And it looks like, you know, his defense is backing him up and he's backing them up. Um, it's a good team chemistry so far. So I think defensively-wise, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Um, even though we can see the two goals this match, it was just, like I said earlier, we weren't having any kind of luck, and DC was getting all the luck.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I, re- I thought of something real quick, and I bounced this one with Billy. But, you know, you look at the uh, substitutions made, right? Obviously, we had Tiago come in. We saw Memo come in. We saw Corey Baird come in, Jankwa, Thor. Um, not, you know, five guys that none of them are, like, game changers, right? So you're starting to see, you know, the depth of our, you know, bench not really being good enough, right? Not not being good enough to, you pull out Quintero, you pull out Vera, you pull out Pasher, like who the hell you put in there? And we're running into that issue. And Billy, I just wanted to see, you know, what, what are you, I mean, we know Herrera's coming in, right? But um, what other positions could maybe benefit and and maybe we already kind of hit on this but how you know what positions are you in desperate need of a uh, of a key player to come in
0: well <clears throat> we've yet to see what you know tiago is going to turn into but i mean i'm optimistic about that as well but obviously we need somebody on the wing i mean if we're being we're at that point in the season where you know everyone had hope coming into the season with the new front office and the new players and we're at that point where we basically we have a real evaluation of what it is and we it's fun it's fine to be cautiously optimistic and stuff like that but we we know what we are and we know what we have to work with so we don't need to have super expectations each week but you know as far as what we could really use i mean i just i would love to see another another winger added for sure and possibly some more help up front you know because we basically have Sebus and, and thor that's it i mean who else if we ever decided to run a two two striker attack you know like how would that look we we couldn't basically so I mean, like, I just would like to, I'd like to see them, you know, add some more pieces like that so that we can become, you know, more versatile.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll go into our next topic, which is obviously this game coming up uh, on Wednesday when the recording comes out, you know, that same day we'll have a game and um, just Negamura as a whole, I, you know, he's only been a coach for 10 games, right. Realistically of a, as the head coach, and I feel like he's done well, you know, he, his tactics have been, you know, so much better. Of course, you know, if, if people are thinking and, and I think that's you kind of hit on this, Billy, that, you know, a lot of people kind of you, you came into the season knowing that it was kind of rebuild and evaluation period. You're trying to make the playoffs, right? You're trying to make the playoffs, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen, you know, week 10. It, this may You may make the playoffs all the way to week 34, you know, and decision day. So there's still plenty of time for that. But overall, you know, you're starting to get that Naga more out mentality from some folks. And it, it's just it's kind of sad to see because I've seen a lot of people that were very high on, you know, kind of what the season was looking at about, you know, changes happening around the club. Yet, you know, there's still that negativity of no we are we should be in first place and this is giving me Matt jordan vibes and it's like look at the squad man this is still Matt jordan squad basically there's there's been a few pieces at it but uh you know nothing radical yet i mean there is a guy coming you know but he's not here yet and so we can't really say much till we give them at least one full season if not two seasons um But that was what I wanted to mention. And if you guys have anything on that before we move, man, feel free to jump in there.
0: Oh, I definitely think the Naga talk right now is absolutely ludicrous. Like I get being frustrated. I get that. But I mean, like I said, you have to be realistic. This is almost an identical team that just had its worst season in in organization history. So, I mean, like, we're not going to, you know, just spout up the next season and just smash the league. It's not how it's going to work. And, you know, I guess, there are some people out there that have that type of mentality and that type of attitude where, you know, it's just the teams coming to an end. What will we do? It's just like, just relax, you know, just give him some time. He's been here for 10 games. Like, I think, I think you're right on with that. I think he's done an absolutely fantastic job, all things considered.
2: I mean, if you look at the, I guess the glass half full kind of thing, um, I mean that's four losses in ten games. That's pretty good, <laughs> you know. We're not talking about you know we have seven losses or eight losses in ten games, or you know we haven't won, you know, I guess more games than those ten games. But I mean, or you know, gotten more points. But like like we mentioned before, we're in eighth place, not sitting the best, but a lot of opportunity coming up for us to you know make that playoffs. Like as long as we can stay. In that area, seven, six, eight plays until Herrera comes through and hopefully brings a little bit more to the team. Maybe new signings um, open up in the transfer window uh, that we can potentially add as well. Um, you know, there's still a lot, I feel, that this team has to go through. And this 10 games is just a little bit of what we've seen of Nagamura. But I feel there's a lot more for him to improve.
1: Yeah, and again, there's still a lot of games left in the season, so I, I'm not hitting the padding button, even if it's, you know, if we know we're out of playoffs way before then, I'm still not, you know, completely uh, about starting over. I think we need to give them time. There's no relegation, so that is not necessarily uh, – or that's very uh, – of a good thing, obviously, for the Dynamo, and for us as fans, but we just have to give the guy some time and um, kind of – You know, we gave Tab Ramos two years and we were dead last two years straight. So why can't we give this guy a chance of, you know, him as a coach and obviously uh, not Matt Jordan, never Matt Jordan, never again. Pat Onstad, the opportunity to redeem the club of what Matt Jordan did, you know, for six, seven years. Uh, But with that, obviously, uh, a very important game again is coming. uh, The U.S. Open Cup, Uh, the Dynamo will be facing San Antonio FC and nobody we can't even predict like, oh, is it going to be a win? Is it going to be a tie? No, no. Like we want to win. This is, you know, basically like win and survive type of thing. And and as Dynamo fans, we should all be rooting for the Dynamo to win. They're playing here in Houston. Uh, Rodrigo, you're going to catch it in ESPN plus. I will probably catch it on ESPN plus. Uh, Not sure yet, just because it's difficult for me to make it in there. Uh, and, Billy, you're probably going to make it to the game?
0: I'll absolutely be there.
1: There you go. So, you know, there's the, – the bad thing about the U.S. Open Cup, they're such great games, but not a lot of people go because they're obviously midweek and downtown. Um, but, man, if you're close enough, go check them out. The, you know, the team deserves all that energy, um, of course, so we can move in. And, and we can talk a little about a little bit about this matchup. You know, Dynamo ended up beating RGB uh in the last stage uh 2-1 and last minute goal by sammy man sammy always scoring those crazy header goals like sammy soft (laughs) hands (laughs) dude yeah right (laughs) (laughs) and uh and and san antonio man obviously they beat uh austin fc which was great to see uh but san antonio is not going to be an easy match of course you know they have Anytime you play a USL Championship uh, team, uh, you know they want to be or they want to showcase themselves against MLS talent. So I want to say we'll probably see a good amount of starters or at least first team players in this uh, matchup. Um, but and of course a, a mixture of. I mean, the do you just want those. us to tell
2: you the lineup now?
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, we couldn't even ask that because then we'll get in trouble and we'll get yelled at and then it'll get deleted so nobody ever knows that <laughs> you were right. But, um, but, but yeah, Rodrigo, what what are you thinking about this one, man? You think we'll see more, you know, I guess more starters than we saw the first match?
0: So
2: I think we will. I think our um, back four is going to be similar to what we saw against the um, RGV game. Um with the only exception, I think Bartlow is going to start this game. Um, he didn't get any minutes in the last two two games, I think. I don't think he played against Austin. I'm not sure. Um, maybe he did. I can't remember. Uh, no, he didn't see the the field on that one. So I feel like he's going to start this game. Um, has to. I feel like, um, sorry, Thiago um, is going to see a lot in this game. Probably be a starter as well. Um Thor is probably going to be our forward, Um, you know, and I think we're still going to see a little bit of the Dynamo Dose guys. Uh, Hopefully Palomino gets called up again or Brooklyn rings. Um, I think we'll see them in this game as well. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's going to be, you know, we're not going to see that many starters from who played DC, but we'll definitely see a lot of the players that didn't go in, Um, maybe mix it in with Memo and some experienced players in there as well. Um, overall it's a must win game Um, especially after Austin losing to them we don't want to end up in that same scenario and especially losing at home would be probably devastating at this point because the morale will just be so low (laughs) you know five games in a row that you can't win um, would be pretty bad but I I feel like it's still going to be an exciting game Um, you know for those out there there is extra time in case there's a tie and then penalties uh to be decided but yeah go check this game out if you're in town um obviously i'm not <laughs> but you know go support the team um it's gonna be exciting you know we've won it last time in 2018 mm-hmm. um and we were there i was there they're fun games um they are fun games. and it's a good atmosphere
1: and uh, i you know uh san antonio again they beat austin fc in the u.s open cup then they ended up winning 1-0 against mexico new mexico united sorry then they beat monterey bay 6-0 and they just this past weekend uh played basically uh the one of the best uh, usl championship teams in phoenix rising and they lost 3-0 uh and Phoenix even had a red card, which is kind of crazy. So, you know, both teams are kind of on different struts. They both come from losses this weekend. Um, So this is going to be, you know, a good match because, you know, who doesn't want to beat, you know, their in-state rival. Um, Billy, what's up, man? You're going to be there at the match. What are you kind of expecting out of this, uh, you know, face-off?
0: I'll definitely be there. And uh, I did read somewhere today that, you know, in the past the club has, not taking the cup games as a priority. They've been taking the league as priority, which I can understand. But as we're, you know, looking to regrow this team in the city, I feel like those are extremely important games because we got the youngsters who get the chance to play. And also, you know, silverware. You know, silverware is a good a good thing, (laughs) regardless of how you look at it. So basically I think that uh we really should go all out trying to win. I mean I get I wanna get the youngsters in too but I think we should definitely take it seriously more than we have in the past. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Yeah, what's up, Radu?
2: No, I was going to say, and I think this time around since, and we'll get into this, that Dana Dosa has been doing so well that I feel this is a great opportunity for them. I don't think it's, you know, not taking it as serious, but it's also to showcase the good players, you know, Nagamura and his team, uh, Ken, uh, Kenny Bundy, um, that they've been, um, what do you call it, developing. Um, you know, to actually showcase what they're they're bringing into the league because they've done pretty well. And, you know, if you guys don't follow that, you guys should check them out, um, and we'll talk about them here in a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, no. And I was going to say real real quick, uh, U- uh, U.S. Open Cup action tonight. Orlando beat uh, Philly 2-1. Then you had Louisville uh, winning in PKs against Detroit City. Then the Red Bulls killed D.C. United 3-0. Um, Miami ended up winning 3-1 against Tormenta. And currently, uh, the matches between Sporting KC and FC Dallas are tied. Uh, well, that one is tied 2-2. Uh, with FC Dallas has a red card in the 90th minute right now. So it's going to probably go extra time. Um, and we'll see who wins that one. And then LA and Portland just kicked off their zero zero. So yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm with both of you on the sense of like, you kind of have to take this game serious. You probably will see, uh, Dynamo Dose players. I think what made a difference last, uh, game was that there wasn't really any chemistry. I think he just kind of threw players that hadn't played. And just kind of like, hey, y'all, the, the only thing that we need is a win. So he didn't really care what the team necessarily uh, looked chemistry-wise. It was definitely not the best game, but it was a lot of just kind of plug and play. But maybe we'll see, you know, uh, a full line of Dynamo those players or a full line of, you know, uh, Dynamo uh, starters or at least bench players, but kind of give them a little bit more chemistry, even if it's a mixture of both. And, and I'm excited because, again, I, I want them to uh, keep going in this match. Uh, and then obviously beating San Antonio would be great. And then whoever we play it again, uh, you know, it'd be close enough. So, you know, it could be either KC, Dallas, Minnesota, United. You, you kind of don't know. Maybe even Colorado. But um, those are kind of what you want to see. And, and yeah, I think we're all rooting for a win. And with that, we'll touch a little bit on the game on the weekend. So, of course, this, you know, this mid-game week is going to dictate a lot of, you know, who we'll see against uh, Nashville on, on the weekend. Um, so it, even though right now, you know, Tuesday, we're talking about it. There's the game right now in between. So it's very difficult to just really picture what that weekend match is going to look like. Um Nashville's doing well enough, you know, on the standings that they're sitting in sixth place, only three points away from us, basically, or actually we are three points away from them. And so, you know, the the parity of this matchup should be a good one. We, we get to play in Houston, um, you know, this matchup. I'll most likely be at that game. Uh, probably Billy will be at that game. Uh, and Rodrigo, I don't know what your plans are, man. Uh,
2: probably no I'll probably try to go <laughs> oh, be down in Houston that uh, week that's true
1: my yeah my dad was well, telling um, me my... well, hey I have tickets man so if you want to go <laughs> let me know and then uh my dad's actually working so he can't even go to that game so right. maybe we'll see Billy there and uh, I was thinking of maybe making it to the media box and but if, if you're if you're re- if you want to go man let's go let's go support the team man definitely. Yeah, and that's what all Houstonians should do. If you like soccer, man, go check out our beautiful stadium in downtown. You don't have to drive, you know, forty-five minutes from downtown. We actually have to drive forty-five minutes away from downtown <laughs> to make it yeah, I mean, into downtown.
0: <laughs> definitely never too late, you know, to yeah. uh follow the team on a new level.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I guess real quick, man, uh, Billy. Let's go with you uh, in the sense of what are you kind of expecting? Again, there's there's a lot of gray area currently just because of the uh, the time of day and a game in between. But you know your feelings with uh, the Dynamo facing Nashville this weekend.
0: Um, you know, I'm not super confident going into this game, but uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how who the who the lineup is. Actually, I'm gonna be interested to see who they who they bring out.
1: And I guess let me, uh, I'll add this too. Uh, you know, Nashville is playing Atlanta as well, uh, tomorrow for the U S Open Cup. That right there is definitely a rivalry game for them, at least for Nashville. So, um, they'll be playing at home. So that's another thing, you know, kind of evens the field a little because, you know, we're all kind of the same competition, playing the same time. Um, so, you know, your starting 11th are never going to be the ideal ones coming into the match after that.
0: Yeah, and they have uh, 19 big chances created, which is seventh in the league, 4.5 shots on target per match. That's eighth in the league. Yeah, um, they're not to be uh, underlooked.
1: They have probably one of the best defenders in uh, Walker Zimmerman. I mean, that guy gets paid like he's a good player. I wish we had that. We just pay a guy like he's an average guy sometimes. But uh, (laughs) Rodrigo, what about you, man? What do you think about uh, not just the high five guy? uh but the the overall you know this matchup dude.
2: <laughs> I think um it's gonna be a real test for the defense, I think, like uh Billy just mentioned uh the chance they create the shots on target they get or I guess the shots they take um are pretty high, so we're probably gonna see you know Steve
1: working overtime there it sounds um, wait, 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 I thought you were gonna sing a song, it sounded like you were gonna say the uh aint no mounting, hey. And Interlo, really I was like, Where does he go with this?
2: <laughs> I
1: didn't catch that,
2: but hey, there you go. Uh, where was I going with this now? Oh yeah, so yeah, our defense is gonna have to uh step it up um you know, Steve, we've seen him come up big, and I think this is gonna be you know if we can't keep possession if we can't you know use the the best defense is a good attack or good offense um mentality or I think it's going to be tough for us. Um, I think this might be a high-scoring game, and hopefully it is, but, you know, in our favor, um, not getting scored four goals and, you know, not scoring one. Um, but I think the way Nashville has been playing, um, you know, they've been offensively pretty good so far. And we also seen them in the past where they just go defensively and try to just, um, especially, I guess, playing away, just try to get a draw which for us, that's not good enough just because it would make it five in a row that we haven't been able to win. Um, And we already know where that's heading to. You know, are we going to beat the record from last year? You know, people are just not going to be happy with the team. So I feel like this is going to be big for the Dynamo to get a win.
1: Yeah. Was it called the... I know you said a lot of goals, hopefully. Just to point it out, Nashville. And I believe we have also. But Nashville, the most of got him scoring one game is two goals. That's crazy. And that only happened two time, three times. It happened against Dallas. It happened. They lost two zero. Russell Lake beat them two one. And then they tied San Jose two two, which is kind of crazy. You know, we were kind of mentioning in the, uh, in the uh, DT, uh, kind of group chat about the fact that. You know, obviously playing a very defensive style, uh, like kind of, quote unquote, parking the bus is definitely not the sexiest approach to a game. But if it gives you a win, you know, that's that's kind of what you're really playing for. Right. It doesn't really matter if you're playing the most beautiful game of Joga Bonito, you know, Ronaldinho, Brazil, you know, happy go lucky style. Then you're getting your ass whooped, you know, three zero. So.
2: I mean, Spain won a World Cup that way, you know, barely winning 1-0. And I think they even lost a game that World Cup. Um, But, yeah, if it works, it works.
0: The Wolves play that way. We'll see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) All of
1: uh, Jose Mourinho's, like, tactics where, like, hey, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to be scrappy. You have to be the one that just puts 10 guys behind the ball and just looks for that that uh, opportunity to strike and make it count, man. And that's the whole point. I think that's why we love the game. There's so many ways to win. And, uh, you know, Nashville, I mean, what, this is their third year or fourth year on the league, I think. And, I mean, they've been very competitive. I think they haven't missed a playoff yet under Gary Smith. So, uh, we'll see. You know, I feel like Nagamura you know, especially in the beginning, gave me those type of vibes, you know, kind of like playing a defensive scheme. And uh, he did the first two games and it kind of backfired. And then he's like, we saw him push the envelope a bit. And so he has a good mixture of it, you know, of whether it offensive or attacking uh, or defensive or attacking minded. So it's good to see. Um, guys, this is the time, though, that we do have to say a prediction. I know, Billy you or yourself are not necessarily in our prediction uh was it called post yet, but that's because there's kind of ran out of space and I have to figure out and I was like didn't want to start over. But man, we'll get your prediction first, man. What are you thinking about this uh match against Nashville?
0: I'm gonna say we lose two to one on this one. Feels like a two to one loss.
1: Yeah, no, I I could see that. And like I said, it really depends on this matchup, right? If think if we we'll see who plays for both dynamo and nashville and of course the results as well um uh if we end up losing hopefully it doesn't happen or nashville ends up losing against atlanta you know the vibes could be the morale may be a little different and and that could swing but rodrigo what about you dude what are you thinking for this matchup
2: oh man this is tough i mean i'm I'm looking at nashville's last game against
1: real salt lake
2: and they had 21 shots overall <laughs> you know so that's what i was um mentioning about like it could be a high scoring game 10 on target um i really you know and i think something we didn't touch on this but something the dynamo has been lacking i feel it's a lot of passion you know we've seen it other years where the players are into the matches are into the team colors per se um and this time around um i get it there's Couple new faces here and there, Um, haven't been in the league, haven't been, you know, probably never even heard of the Houston Dynamo until the Houston Dynamo came up to them and be like, hey, we want you part of our team. And they're like, who are you? (laughs) You know, kind of, no, no, no. I mean, it sounds like a joke, but it's probably the reality of how it happened. Um, They probably obviously heard of the MLS, but they just don't go outside the top 10 teams of the league. Um, So I feel like that's been lacking a lot. And with that being said, I feel like this game is a must win. You know, Coco getting his um what do you call it? Joining officially joining the team, um, getting his contract or um bought. I feel like this is gonna be like a must win game. I wish we could keep a clean sheet. Um, but I wanna say the dynamo either I, let's just say the dynamo wins two one. I, I feel like it's a must needed to win.
1: So here's the kicker, or a
2: one-zero scrappy win. Yeah, I, <laughs> hey, park think... the bus. Like do whatever you. I don't care. <laughs> just score one goal, park it. Uh, Nagamura in goal as well.
1: Lock the locker room for a little bit. Leave a couple players inside. You know they can only play with nine to start or something. But uh, uh from well, what I'll I can go as far
2: see. as we we'll, we'll gotta go, party at Nashville's mm-hmm. hotel.
1: <laughs> yeah, get a big old mariachi band and just play music nonstop, or get acdc you know to just do back in black all night basically um but what i was gonna say nashville uh i believe from what i'm looking at they've only this would be the third time they play the dynamo which is kind of crazy um and the first the last time they played at home uh, you know against the Dynamo, or sorry away so Dynamo playing at home, Dynamo ended up losing like 3 1, uh, which was in October. So, this is the first time Nashville gets a little bit of that really beautiful weather that we have currently, you know, that 90 degree, 90 90 degree, 90% humidity. So, I'm hoping that, you know, helps us. (laughs) But I wouldn't be surprised if we lose. It seems like sometimes we've been, you know, played way worse than our opponents when that should be in our favor. Um right, Billy, I don't know.
0: Definitely. And I've also uh, been looking at it over here the Nashville has scored five from set pieces and uh we don't defend that very well. So we're definitely gonna have to look out for that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean again, I think when you have a player like Walker Zimmerman that is, you know, very good uh in the air, both defensively and offensively, um, it always gonna create, you know, havoc. On on the uh, inside your box especially, and we kind of did not look that great, you know, especially against DC and the and those set pieces. um We know that uh, obviously the first goal came from that, and then it just seems to get complicated for us. I think we play, and if you want to use like basketball terms, I think we play like small ball. So <laughs> you know, the height advantage for us is not the greatest, and and I see it that way. Um. Guys, anything else you guys want to add about the Dynamo, you know, the first team? Go for it.
0: Uh, I'd like to agree with uh, Rodrigo over there when he said that we don't have that fire and that passion right now. You can kind of see it on the field. The players are dejected. You know, Nagamore is frustrated because his plans not getting translated onto the field. The players aren't seeing that result. So they're, you can see them. Sometimes they'll throw their arms up and you can see the frustration. It's visible. And, you know, that's that's no way to start the rebuild. I mean, I mean, obviously it's going to be rough, but we've got to find a way to get these guys playing for each other. I mean, I, to use it as an example, like, you know, Kenny Bundy has Donimo Dose playing. I mean, you can see it. It's, it's visible. You can see them playing for each other. They're high-fiving each other a lot. and, and Picking each other up, they legitimately want each other to do well. And I feel like there's just a disconnect with the first team. And you can see, I mean, it's, it's, it hangs over the, over the stadium like a cloud, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, that's a good segue into this Dynamo Dose, uh, you know, uh, next topic. But to add to that, you know, you're right. You, you see the players that are kind of more homegrown or been through the academy, you kind of have a more, more love for the shirt. Um, we know Dynamo, though, obviously has players that, you know, have come from other teams as well um, in the league or from, you know, outside of Houston. Uh, but there's still quite a few of them that have that big, uh, you know, tie, I guess, to di- to the Houston Dynamo or Coach Bundy, which creates that, you know, relationship to be uh, strong uh, as a squad Um there's something that I was going to add, and I completely blanketed it. Oh, you mentioned the fact about, uh, you know, some players in the first team don't seem like they uh, they they are, I guess, 100% set in what the team is currently. And, you know, if we go back all the way to, I think it was the very first, you know, whenever they announced Nagamura being hired, he mentioned the fact that, you know, this is the squad I have, and some players are going to be in it and, and buy in. Some planets are not, and it just kind of happens naturally. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now, you know, um, with the first team. But, um, yeah, with the Dynamo those just completely different, right? They they have won, what, six games, lost one game. Um, they're just, you know, this unstoppable force, which is, you know, great to see. Um, we saw them beating uh, the Colorado Rapids uh, 2-0, uh, with that second goal coming at the end of the match, basically, um, from a very good outside-the-box goal. Um, Rodrigo, do you want to add anything a little bit on this Dynamo Dose before we let Billy kind of you know take the stand?
2: Uh, not much. I did miss the game. Um, I had to watch my Chivas play, Mexican League. Um, they They were around the same time, so I was already watching the game and I was into it. And by the time I realized, I'm like, oh, crap, Dynamo Dose is about to start. I was too much into the game that I'm like, "Ah, I can't lose Uh, focus on this one. So I only ended up watching some of the highlights. Well, especially when that game
1: is like, uh, you know, you had to win basically, too. Right. Yeah. I mean,
2: it was a must win. And I think by the time the Dynamo game started, it was 1-1. So I was like, oh, I need to see how this plays out. Um, But as far as the Dynamo Dose... um, i actually watched uh i don't remember this guy's name i want to say his name is rob um billy made a cameo in his video rob's and uh yeah and uh, and hey, basically that's how i watched shout the apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> and that, that's how i watched the highlights of the game which you know that guy has some good content so a shout out to him for posting that um but yeah go ahead billy Take it away with everything you saw.
1: Well, and I was just going to add real quick the fact that, um, you know, this team has looked good in all aspects, uh, Billy. And I don't know where I was going with this. So just go, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. I'll start with, you know, how Kenny Bundy runs the team. He has, it's basically everybody has to buy in. And if they don't, it doesn't work. So, I mean, he's got it. He's got it humming so well over there that even when we have new players come in, that system is already set up like that. Positivity is already there, so they either buy in or get out. I mean, it's already the majority is like that now. I mean, it's fantastic to see. I mean, the guys are great. Um, I've watched all the games so far this year, and um, man, we can. I mean, what? It's it's hard to really even say anything negative about the team. I mean, they haven't they haven't lost a single game, and uh, it's been fantastic.
1: Hey. My train just came back in, guys. So this is what, what I was thinking. Uh, I was just going to say, if you guys missed it, you know, there's a good article coming out now every Tuesday type of thing, which is the, uh, Dynamo Tuesday article, uh, that talks about Dynamo Dose. I think Christian, uh, it seems like it's, he's going to take that one and run with it. And I think it fits him quite well because he's very, he loves that, you know, academy, uh, topics and, and kind of keeping that, that tied to Houston, um, so it's great to see that fact. You know that that uh, we're taking more initiative and trying to get um, way more coverage on those guys that are doing really well. You know, I think we do a good job of you know here if you listen to us. Uh, apart from talking Dynamo, we try to touch a lot on the Dynamo dose, Um, because again, there's such a great correlation of them, of the teams and you know the players and uh, you know kind of cheap plug. Uh, we have the Orange Dogs that we've done a ton recently with a lot of the Dynamo Ghost players, you know, whether it be uh, Papa Ndoye, whether it be Marcelo Palomino. Um, I'm hoping that we can get Beto Avila before he gets too big for us and doesn't want to show up type of thing. Uh, but, you know, definitely in the works. But, uh, yeah, Billy, anything else, man?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, their games are extremely exciting to watch. Um, I guess this weekend... What I did notice, obviously, besides Maples' is goal, I mean, that guy is literally the glue that binds this team. And I can say that about several people. I feel like I, I repeat myself when I talk about the Dynamo Dose because they all bring so much to the squad. It's insane. I mean, Juan Castilla is probably one of my favorite players, man. Just watching that kid work in the midfield is absolutely a joy. And, uh, you know, Papa Doye, feared by all, caught by none. Beto Avila hotter than fire. Palomino, I won't give him another nickname because he said he's got, he's got enough nicknames for now. So I'll, I'll let him rest on that one this time. But, uh, you know, I just uh, – I really enjoy covering him. I really enjoy watching him. Uh, it's just – I mean, Jason Juarez, that kid, is extremely versatile too. I mean, you just plug him in anywhere on the field. He does whatever you need him to do, and he does it well. So, I mean, that's, that's a massive plus to have that kind of versatility on your team. Um, Palomino, obviously also part of the glue that binds this team. In the middle, as he orchestrates the uh, the game plan, it's just it's just a real joy, definitely.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's it's re- been really good to see you know some players that kind of came in uh, with the last regime, right? You know, Ian Hoffman, uh, Ethan Bartlow, uh, obviously Palomino being signed, you know, back in late 2019. So uh, he went on loan for a while, but now it's good to see them kind of be able to play, you know, near to the first team and we get to enjoy like you said you know it really is a joy i mean i've been to uh two games uh to see them and then a little bit of the uh the one that they played in against north texas before we left the stadium um so you know they're very fun to watch and you know one thing that we pointed out a couple episodes ago with dustin was you know how much these guys care about each other outside of the you know outside of the uh the they're playing right outside of just you know whether they'd be sharing their own posts on social media of just hyping themselves up and giving shout outs that doesn't really happen you know you never really see uh you know i guess players just get too famous and are just worried about their own brand uh per se and it's good to see you know these guys really seem to really care for the team and you know and from their uh well being outside of outside of the sport
0: what's our uh, our new guys official name it said michael silva on i know it's santos but it said michael silva on his jersey so i wasn't sure how he goes i think he, it's he, uh
1: yeah i think it's dos santos da silva i think it's it, you know brazilians have like if you think hundred names yeah if you, i was like if you think his hispanics have like really long names whether it be like a first name middle name middle name last name last <laughs> name last name, last name I think Brazil kind of beats us at that. I mean, if you really look like Cristiano Ronaldo, isn't he like a Dos Santos too? I think it's like Cristiano uh, Ronaldo Dos Santos. So obviously is. you kind of lose it, you know? There's You go back and see some, whether it be Neymar or players like that, and you're like, what the heck? That's really their name? So, yeah, see, Neymar, De Silva, Santos. So, yeah, see, like they, they have some wacky names for sure, man. But He uh, was the
0: first one I noticed when I showed up to the stadium. I mean, like the first... Second, I laid eyes on the field. I mean, I was instantly drawn to him because I mean he's absolutely a mountain of a man. The only person on the field that was even slightly bigger than he was was Xavier. He's six six. So I mean, this new guy. I mean, he and he played really well too. I'm not gonna. I mean, not only is he massive, but I mean he was really quick. He was vocal. Um, and It looked as though he knew what he was doing. He was he was making the accurate calls. He was directing traffic properly.
1: Did he play uh, center back? Is that the position that he was playing?
0: He did. Yeah. He was next to uh Maples and uh, yeah, he did really well. He made several defensive stops, you know, where he was the last man back, you know, if he didn't stop it, it was in on goal. So, I mean, like he, uh, he did really well. And I think that we'll we'll be talking about him a lot more as uh, as things progress.
1: Yeah. B I think he's one of those players, you know, 21 years old, they're definitely want him to get probably as much rhythm as he can. Um, and we've noticed, you know, how, you know, players like Ethan Barlow, they got a couple games under a belt and then kind of move right into the first team. Um And maybe that, I don't think that would be the case for Beto Avila as much as I want to. Uh Or even Palomino, you know, I don't expect them to start and get 90 minutes right off the bat, but it'd be good to see them play more than, you know, five minutes. Uh Like uh, in the past, we've seen them just kind of come in in the 90th minute for, whatever reason, maybe it's a nice breaker, but I feel like you really don't gain much other than just kind of maybe lose a little bit of those uh, jitters and, and, you know, nerve uh, aspect of it. Um, guys, that though to finish off, they'll be playing against uh, Minnesota United FC two. Um, they'll be playing away in Allianz field over there in Minneapolis and five o'clock game. On a it's a Saturday, I oh, i guess, yeah, everybody is playing on a Saturday. This one will be at five o'clock. The Dynamo are playing at 7 30. And the Dash, what time are the Dash? I should have that up. I kind of left it. The Dash are playing at seven o'clock, so it's gonna be pretty busy. Uh, try to keep up, which whoever you can to keep up, up. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun games, but uh, what are you guys expecting out of Dynamo Dose?
0: Oh, I'd say uh, we're probably going to win probably about three to nothing. I think we're going to smoke them, honestly. And uh, you probably won't catch me betting against them anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I, I did uh, I did the bat of kind of going against them and getting Palomino to always say that my picks were terrible. So I, it took me a little bit to uh, learn the fact that I was going to be wrong. Uh, so it kind of felt good when I did get it right. Well, actually, no, I didn't. But they lost. So, uh, you know, it made me feel like, hey, it's an away game, you know you don't necessarily win those. And and we know that as, you know, Dynamo first team followers, uh, road games are not easy. Um, But, Rodrigo, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, And I would say a win as well. I think they'll win.
2: Um, I don't know if they'll, you know, kill the position. Um, Minnesota won their last game. Well, they actually tied against Chicago uh, 0-0, but then they won two games in back-to-back 4-0. So, you know. Looks like they could score some goals. Um, but I, I think, you know, the way the Dynamo does have playing, I think they'll take the win on this one.
1: Well, before we end up, you know, calling it quits, I did mention the Dash. And, uh, Billy, you are one of those people that do get to uh, put your prediction. So feel free to, man, to uh, to give your prediction for this uh, game on the weekend. And we won't hold you to it, man. You can switch it, uh, you know, by Thursday before I – Make it official and post it up on the weekend, man.
0: All right, let's take a look here. Yeah, I uh, I think they really struggle with the 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 cup that they were in before. And um, I think that allowed them to get some time to get everything working. And you kind of, I mean, they're, they're full of talent. And I don't know how this coaching issue has affected the team play or how long they've been aware of something like that happening. So, you know, it's, it's hard to tell you know how that's affected them really and honestly i just i hope it. whatever they need to do to get them whatever they need is what we need to do but obviously um i think we will see them do well going forward i think right now i think we're gonna win this week uh two to one
1: yeah it's, it's good to see them i mean yeah there's a lot of issues kind of happening with the coaching uh tree but it, yeah it's good to see them kind of win and you know keep at it um so, guys, before we leave and before I tell everybody how to connect and ready to close us out, Billy, man, you know, you're the uh, I'll do it. You're good. Uh, what's it called? The, Billy, you being the guest, man, uh, again, let people kind of know how they can connect with you. Uh, you know, maybe your Twitter handle or, uh, you know, anything. If you want to give them your your phone number, your social security number, your credit card information, feel free to. You know, I'm sure they'll be best friends with you real quick.
0: I'll need all your addresses because I'll also send you a hair sample, but it won't be very much. because I don't have very much, but you can find me at Bsome187 on Twitter. And, uh, you know, let us know. Like it, love it, or leave it. But sound off, you know, be a part of it. Let us know.
1: Yeah, it's definitely great to, see, you know, get feedback on, on the on the team that we follow for sure. Uh, but yeah, don't forget to check us out, Dynamo Theory or at Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter. You know, hit us up with the da- with the hashtag Hashtag Houston DT, uh, you know, I, I try to post that every everywhere. Uh, not that, you know, Twitter's my thing. I'm running the Instagram, but uh, feel free to follow me on uh, Twitter at Rudy Segura 3. Christian, who's not here, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter as Chris Putalias. Then you have Rodrigo on Twitter as well. Rodrigo Segura 01. Uh, anything and everything. DynamoTheory.com.
2: And with that. Again, thank you, Houston Dynamo fans, for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange.